Adams, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you too. What's up? It's been a long time coming, right? Yeah, yeah it's been a very long time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the first thing on our itinerary is for you to introduce yourself, tell us where you work, what exactly you do, and your name, of right. course. So um, my name is Adam Nicholas Kofu, uh, currently working with Apakan Securities Limited, uh, I'm, and I'm a research analyst, a senior research analyst. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice. Well, um, so we discussed something in private, and then I felt like it would be a disservice to people if they didn't get to hear what we discussed, which is right. the correlations between MTN and the Ghana Stock Exchange Composite Index. Right. Yeah. Um, so we're going to discuss that today, but that's the third item on our agenda. The first two are to double back a bit on the banking and liquidity crisis and its effect on the GSE. And then we segue into COVID-19 and its effect on the GSE. But I'd like us to try to determine if there was sort of a recovery period between the banking and liquidity crisis and, and COVID-19, and then we jump straight into my favorite topic, which is MTN and its correlation with the GSE Composite Index. Are you, is it okay? Yeah, yes, that's, it works for me. Okay, okay. So let's start with the banking and liquidity crisis, even though I don't like calling it a crisis, but, you know, for lack of a better word, let's start with the banking uh -huh. crisis um, and its effect on the GSE. So you were working with Data Bank by then, right? Yeah, I was, okay. I was with Data Okay, okay. So as an analyst, can you tell us a bit about the effects of this crisis, quote-unquote, on the GSE? Right. In simple terms, uh, we can just say the banking crisis, as you called it, has had a serious impact on the stock market. In a layman's terms, you can say that you, you would know a lot of people lost uh, their livelihoods as a result of the collapse, the, the revocation of the licenses and the collapse of some of the banks. Uh, and so you could say that people had to survive, right? And in order to do that, you'd have to say, because now you don't have employment, you'd have to say, uh, go back to depend on whatever you see. And in doing that, uh, you might just have to sell off some of your stocks, your stock holdings at whatever price the market can offer you. And then you are good to go from there. Now, it will be also good to state that the market, prior to the collapse of some of these banks, the market had been rallying both in 2017, where the market had done about 52.7%, and then going into 2018, uh, where up till about May, the market has recorded a gain of about 35%, which made it the best performing stock market in the world at the time. And then from there, we've seen that the market has just been going down, down, down uh, from there. Um, well, it started with banking crisis, uh, where the license of UT Bank, uh, which was trading on the Ghana Stock Exchange at the time, was revoked. And then it spiraled from there. Things went downhill from there. People had to survive. So it just, they were just, um, if I can call it a mass sell-off on the retail side, uh, where people were just taking the prices that were being offered on the market, just selling, just to have something in their pockets to survive on. Mm, that's something I didn't think about. So you mentioned the 35%. Even though it's not on our itinerary, I want to probe that just a little bit so we can move on to to other matters. I've seen, I think in 2015, I read somewhere that the Ghanaian stock exchange was somehow the third most profitable stock exchange in the world. Why do you think this phenomenon is, even though our market cap is one of the lowest in the world? Well, I mean, we can say the market cap goes in around 
there's a cycle for it. When I studied the data, I, I noticed that there's a cycle, I said recovery cycles, yes, so to speak, say almost every four years. Um, but then in recent times, we haven't seen that. Uh, in 2016, the market had made a loss. Uh, 2017, it rebounded. 2018, we thought that it would get better from there when the market started rallying and then the associated problems just setting from there. And so the market had closed had closed flat in 2018. With, uh, actually, it was a loss of negative 0.29%. And then in 2018, we were expecting some recovery too, but there was this uh, problem of uh, foreign exchange was a sharp depreciation earlier in the year, which also led to some sell-off. So the markets also ended in the negative in, in 2019, a negative 12.25%. So which makes it in the in the space of the last five years or so, just one year of gains, which was which was in 2017. So um, well, if you ask me, I would disagree if anyone said the Ghana Stock Exchange at this time is profitable at least. Oh, okay. I was talking about 2015. I think I read somewhere a while ago that it was the most profitable. But anyway, let's let's move on to other matters. Was there a recovery period between the banking and liquidity crisis, for lack of a better word again, and and the hit of COVID-19? Even a two-month recovery period or one-month recovery period, was there any time where you thought... Well, mm -hmm. well if, you, if you look at it from uh, a month on month performance perspective, then we can say that uh, the market had recovered slightly in uh, December of 2019. So at the time, somewhere in November, early December, the market had touched down to about uh, a loss of negative 16%, right? And mm -hmm. somehow on the market, uh, there, there was a sharp rebound of, uh, so during the month, the market actually recovered about 5%. To close the month with a loss of negative 12.5%. So, uh, if you like, we, we, we can say that December of 2019 was a signal uh, before COVID 19 came in. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so let's move on straight to COVID 19. Okay, so Adam, um, let's, let's move on to COVID 19 and its effects on the GSE. So, in January, we heard rumors of a certain COVID-19 um, and then in March I think it was officially acknowledged and then the government took steps to contain it. Between January and March did the rumors of COVID-19 affect the Ghana Stock Exchange in any way? Before we move on to when it was officially acknowledged between January and March did it affect the stock market? Well I, I, I wouldn't say well if you take it from January uh, the market the market was still uh, just trading uh, normally and also in February so if you take trading activity uh, Paired with trading activity between January, uh, February, and March uh, of this year to uh, the same period in 2019, you see there's about a 400% jump in uh, the volume, the volumes of shares traded. So when oh, you take wow. uh, Q1, yeah. So when you take uh, Q1 of 2019, for instance, only about 19.4 million shares traded on traded on the on the stock market, the Ghanaian stock market during that period, compared with up 99.5%. Uh, between January and March this year, and uh, most of that chunk uh, was MTN anyway. But then again, if you break it down, you see that in January, out of that 99 um, 5, uh, 99 million plus shares that traded on the stock market, about uh, 56 million shares were traded just in January, um, 29 million in February, and then 14 million in March. So you see during that period where uh, 
the, the issue of COVID-19 started spreading, you see market activity actually declined um, from 56 million trading in January to only 14 million trading uh, in, in March. So you see that from there, from it, from even from these figures, you see that uh, the instance of uh, COVID-19 has affected market activity. Also, when you look at it, uh, most of these stocks listed on, on, the, on the stock market as it is now, uh, pro their profitabilities will be very much affected due to due to this pandemic. When you take the banking sector, uh, when you take on the face of it, people will be coming for loans, and mm -hmm. uh, more so, most of some of the loans will be at risk because uh, once COVID nineteen uh, the, the issue of COVID nineteen affects your business, then you won't be able to make good on your loans, which will mean that uh, NPLs will, will, will keep growing from there, uh, which is not good uh, a good show for the banks as it, as it is. When you go into the, the OMCs, oil marketing companies also, you, you see that uh, when the COVID-19 started hitting globally, you'd, you'd see that uh, there was a collapse in oil prices up to, uh, it was down from maybe 60 barrels, uh, $60 per barrel down to about $28 uh, per barrel, which was more or less like a collapse, right? Mm -hmm. And if that happens, you will see that, uh, well, on the cost side, the, the cost uh, would have reduced for these OMCs. But also on the demand side, uh, well, there's a lot less traffic in town. Uh, there's there's the lockdown, so a lot of a lot of cars will be packed, which will mean that they, they wouldn't be going out uh, that much or be going out to buy fuel to be move, moving around, which will in turn affect the profitabilities of these OMCs. Um, looking at it, the 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 only gainer I would say. Uh, will be MTN because now people are working remotely, people are working from home, etc, uh, etc. Et There's now uh, a greater demand for data and voice services uh, mm -hmm. because people are working remotely and all that. Mm -hmm. But then on the face of it, most of, most of these uh, companies listed on the market will be making losses. So that has also depressed uh, uh, sentiments more. So again, it, it, it was going to trigger some, some sell-offs because once uh, on the trading side, once the company, I don't see the company making any gains uh, in the near future, then why why should I hold it? Unless I'm, of course, looking at it on a very long term. Mm -hmm. and, and some people would also just want to cut their losses because looking into the future, it doesn't, it doesn't look so good. Okay, okay. So if I got you right, while generally there, there was a lot of of um, selling offs, MTN was just moving up, if I got you right. So that that's also another problem with uh, stock markets. Uh, the the market generally doesn't react to uh, corporate corporate market news generally uh, corporate actions uh, essentially anything that in a in a more uh, efficient market should be able to drive prices up. The Ghana Stock Exchange has uh, more or less refused to 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 move in that direction. So for instance, uh, MTN would announce dividend. Uh, a very good dividend for um, last year. Uh, MTN made profit after tax of about one billion tenancies, and then the stock price still continued to tank. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, MTN would announce dividend. The stock price will continue going down. So uh, that that's also another issue altogether for with the stock market that needs to be addressed. Uh, okay. That's also a topic for me. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm I'm saying that activity wise, so. Prices were going down, even though they should be going up, right? Because 
as it is, MTN would still be making a lot of uh, money from this pandemic because they'll be selling a lot of voice uh, and data services, making money from them. Yeah. But because but the price was still going down, uh, so a lot of people actually took advantage of that. Um, so the, the the stock was greatly undervalued, so to speak. So why not just take advantage of it and buy cheap, and when it when it uh, recovers later later, you can just sell. Um, so during the pandemic, even though the company was was making good money, mm -hmm. uh, the, the stock actually went down to fifty five pesos, and fifty five pesos is actually like it, the lowest it, it 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 has gone to since listing on the market uh, in twenty eighteen. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So we've we've already gotten into MTN and its and its weird effects on the stock market. Let's just jump into it. Um, to my favorite part of this. Of this podcast, the bizarre correlation between MTN and the Ghana Stock Exchange Composite Index, because from what we know about theoretically about stock markets, one stock shouldn't have that all that power, but then in Ghana it seems that MTN has it all. But then again, we know that markets in the Caribbean and African markets violate most of the financial theories that we know about stock markets. So can you just give us a brief overview of MTN and um, what it's been doing to the market, and then we delve into the whys and hows. Okay. Right. So uh, I, I would to, to start with it. Uh, the Ghana Stock Exchange, as it stands now, uh, has a couple of a couple of mining uh, companies and uh, oil exploration companies in there. So if you take those mining companies uh, together, they, they account for about fifty percent of the market cap on the Ghana Stock Exchange. Okay. Right now, now these mining companies hardly trade on the stock market. Okay. So, for example, within the last uh, two two years, uh, within the last two years, Anglo Ashanti, for instance, also has only traded about uh, two three times. Uh, so those shares are very much closely held uh, or one might argue that is because they are being quote expensive that's why there's no much activity mm -hmm. now in the case of mtn so if you take those mining and exploration companies out mm -hmm. mtn is the uh, the next in line as the most capitalized uh stock mm -hmm. on the on the stock market mm -hmm. as it is now um now mtn with over 12 billion shares is mm -hmm. also very very liquid mm -hmm. right so it trades almost if, if not every day, it trades uh, almost every day. Mm -hmm. Now, with that in mind, once the stock is very liquid and trades every day, it's going to volatility, right? Mm -hmm. So, and with a capitalization now, uh, latest capitalization of about 6.8 billion, it went, it went close to 9 billion when the, the stock was uh, rallying. Mm -hmm. uh, with, with now that the price has uh, come down a bit, uh, it's currently, 20% lower than it was at the beginning of the uh, beginning of the year. Of the year, okay. okay. So, yeah. So, so now with MTN's weight, uh, which is about between uh, 20 and 25% uh, uh, weight on 20% uh, of the market of the uh, Ghana Stock Exchange uh, capitalization, mm. we see that with with a volatile uh, price like that, uh, a one peso change in the price of MTN. Mm -hmm. Can shift the return on the broad markets uh, mm -hmm. in the same direction, mm -hmm. right? So, uh, 
to put my, my point uh, clearer, like I was saying, MTN uh, year to date return is currently negative twenty percent, right? Uh-huh. And if you take if if you take uh, the yet the return on the market and uh, you compare the return on the return on the market is about seventeen percent, a loss of seventeen percent, which is broadly in the same direction. Uh-huh. So yeah, with the with the weight MTN is carrying, which is almost seven billion in capitalization compared to uh, maybe fifty three billion across the broad market, uh-huh. uh, you'd say that. Uh, well, the, the, the company has uh, a lot of say when it comes to the, the, the broad direction of the market. Okay. okay. So um, let me double back on something you said, and then we go back to MTN, because I have a question there. You mentioned the mining stock. Uh, I think you said Anglo Gold and some other one. Yeah, so the, um, there's Anglo Gold Ashanti. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also uh, Agro Ashanti and the Pacific Share. There's also Golden Star Resources. Okay. Uh, and also there's Talo Oil. Okay. Okay. So these three stocks, right? They, you said they are, they're very fit. They are, they are actually very illiquid, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, they, they hardly trade, so you okay. can say they are not very liquid. Okay. So, uh, but my question is, when they do trade, do they have the same effect on the market as NTN has? Because of the high well, yeah, yes, yes. Um, it should have the same effect. Uh, looking at the the capitalizations of the stocks in question, if you look at the capitalization of the stocks in question, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's Anglo is uh, about two times the capitalization of MTN right now on the market. Okay. So if they should move, even by a pesto, it should drag the market in some direction. Okay. Right? But uh, even when it traded, even when it traded back in 2018, mm-hmm. uh, it traded as at the same price, uh, so the, so there was no market movement whatsoever. Okay. okay. But yeah, but if it should trade, it should drag the market in the same direction uh, of the price movement. Okay. Okay. So, so that leads me to my next question because I wanted to ask what the causative variable, what causes that effect that MTN has on the market? Is it uh, capitalization? Is it volatility? Is it volume? But I think that from everything you said, can I say that it is capitalization? Well, yes. Uh, the Ghana Stock Exchange's Composite Index, it's a, it's a market cap weighted uh, index, right? Mm-hmm. So, so once the, the, the market cap of a company is moving up, you should expect the index to also be moving in the same direction, all things being equal. Okay. Um, and the vice versa is also true. Okay, so that was my question. Okay, now another question is: Have you ever had a stock have this much weight that MTN has in the Ghana Stock Exchange? Have, have you ever experienced from your years of being a data man some phenomenon like this? Well, uh, if you take out the mining stocks, uh, so uh, Anglo Gold Ashanti, uh, for instance, has our fifteen billion series, uh, mm-hmm. fifteen point. 12 billion CDs uh, uh, market capitalization now. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you take Talo Oil, it has about 16.4 billion Ghana CDs uh, market capitalization now. Mm-hmm. So uh, looking at it, MTN is number three uh, with mm-hmm. now with uh, 6.6.9 billion Ghana CDs uh, mm-hmm. uh, capitalization. Mm-hmm. Now, if you take all those out, then uh, you'll be left with stocks, some stocks, some stocks in the in the banking sector. Uh, talking about uh, Standard Chartered Bank, talking about uh, Eco Bank Transnational, uh, mm-hmm. talking about uh, 
Ecobank Ghana Limited even, uh, and also, well, we can say uh, Agricultural Development Bank. Okay. So th those are those are the stocks that have uh, capitalization above one billion Ghana cedis. Okay. So I think that one of the main things that cycle of here is that um, tin is able to have this effect because it is liquid, right? Yes, and MTN is able to you know first. So first, MTN is able to have this uh, effect on the market because of its capitalization. Mm -hmm. Now, capitalization is dependent on uh, the number of shares you floated, mm -hmm. and also on your price. Uh, now, MTN has floated uh, twelve, twelve point, uh, well, more than twelve billion shares, mm -hmm. right? So now, a, a one percent uh, move. There's a one percent change uh, in a one peso upward movement in the price of MTN won't be the same as a one peso movement in the in the share of say uh, Standard Chartered Bank because uh, the the number of shares that you floated will also come in play at this point. So the more shares you floated, the, the more the more weights you have on the market cap. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so say, so if say MTN and uh, a standard chartered bank were the same price, mm -hmm. but had uh, different, um, had different outstanding shares, then a one plus one movement in both shares won't uh, uh, result in the same effect on the market, the market. because now uh, MTN would have more shares, so it means that one, a one plus one upward or downward movement would increase. Um, would increase the, the, the market capitalization more than it would increase uh, the market capitalization of standard chartered bank. Oh, okay, okay. So, so in some instances, you'd see that you'd see that uh, MTN has gone up one peso, uh, mm -hmm. but then uh, maybe some of the smaller stocks, uh, maybe a Republic Bank has gone down by five pesos. Uh, uh, maybe a, a fund milk has gone down by uh, maybe another five pesos, but the market will still have gone up because. Um, the gains MTN had made uh, with regards to this one peso upward movement had, would have had outweighed the losses of uh, uh, the stocks that I've, I've mentioned. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So now let's get into a few hypotheticals. So let's say that hypothetically, if three, four, five stocks were to have the right amount of capitalization and the right amount of liquidity, would MTN still be that dominant, or well, it, 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 is it just because most of the other stocks are dormant and MTN is is very liquid? That is why it's having that effect, and that leads back to my question about MTN's liquidity. Right. So, um, liquidity does not have uh, anything to do with uh, the market capitalization, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? The, the capitalization of a stock is purely based on the price of the stock and its outstanding uh, shares. Mm -hmm. So you multiply the price of the stock, mathematically you multiply the price of the stock by the number of outstanding shares, yes. and then you get the capitalization of that stock. Mm -hmm. So hypothetically, um, if say MTN was, MTN was uh, say trading at one CD, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And a stand chart was trading at 10 CDs per share. Mm -hmm. And then both, both of them okay so mtn let's say mtn has about uh 
100 million shares outstanding. Mm -hmm. And Standard Chartered Bank has, say, 10 million shares outstanding. So if MTN were to gain one Ghana CD in a day, that would mean that the price had gone up, uh, the capitalization would have gone up by one CD times 100 million shares, yes. which would give you 100 million Ghana CDs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. As opposed to Standard Chartered Bank, if Standard Chartered Bank moves up by the same one CD with just 10 million outstanding shares, the market capitalization of uh, the capitalization of Standard Chartered Bank would just have moved up by 10 million Ghana CDs. Yeah. So even though they both took up margin, the effects wouldn't be the same because of the outstanding shares. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you get it now. I get it, but I guess my question is, putting the capitalization aside, the stock has to trade to be right. able to have that effect, right? Right. So, so, so yes, um, MTN is also uh, very liquid as it stands. So, um, as, as it stands now to, it seems quite volatile. So on a norm, in a normal week, uh, at least the price of the stock should have changed, would have changed maybe two times during the week. Uh, so with that in mind, the Ghana Stock Exchange, uh, I think it was last week that it came into effect, they have issued new guidelines to guide the movement of shares on the stock market. Uh, so there are some new rules that should guide uh, the movement of stocks oh, okay. uh, on the market, mm -hmm. yeah, depending on where your price is. Um, so if you if your stock is at some level, uh, mm -hmm. you, you, you can't change the price of the stock unless you trade a certain volume of it. So that is a, a policy to actually guide the uh, volatility of prices on the market. Okay. So uh, I think it's also to guide against manipulating the market. Mm -hmm. So I, I quite remember somewhere last year, uh, Trust Bank, TBL, Trust Bank uh, Gambia, uh, was trading, it was trading at 12 pesos per share, right? Mm -hmm. In a period of one month, the price had moved from 12 pesos per share to about 40 pesos per share, mm -hmm. right? And it was just, the market movement was just on say 100 shares today, uh, 200 shares tomorrow, 1,000 shares the next day, 100 shares on the fourth day, and then it continued like that. I was moving the share price up one peso or two peso every day, so it hits 40, 40 pesos per share. Okay. So, uh, and 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 that was and and that was weird because um, the market hasn't hadn't released any any information that should warrant uh, such movements in the price. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So. So stuff like that have happened in the past. So I guess, and, and something like similar thing happened with Access Bank too. Uh, the stock was trained around two CDs and within three weeks, it had gone to uh, almost almost five CDs. Okay. So I think the new policy was to just prevent some, such things from happening in the future. But generally, isn't the problem that we generally as investors and as analysts have about the stock market yeah. um, is that it is not volatile and we need it to be very volatile. What do you personally think about these new caps of volatility? Well, personally, I, I think it would actually be helpful that these, so as it is on the retail side, you won't be able to affect the, the price of the stock much if, if you are not trading in large volumes, right? So you can't come and MTN has a capitalization of uh, say 6 billion. And then you come and trade 100 shares at your, let's say it's currently, at, it's currently at 56 now. So let's say you want 
you want your money quickly. So you come and trade a hundred shares, which is just worth uh, what five cities. And then you drag a price from 56 pesos to say 54 pesos, mm -hmm. just with a hundred shares. It, it doesn't make sense. So, well, I, I think the new road should, would, would actually be helpful in providing the volatility on the market and also protecting the protecting value for other investors. This is actually the first time I'm hearing about the new rule, but just off the top of my head, one thing that stands out to me is that it is going to sort of shorthand retail investors. Is it the right assertion? Because well, shorthand shorthand is a very strong word. Because but uh, you also don't you also don't want the, the market being exploited for someone's uh, gain. So. Uh, well, just just to quickly run you through the rules. Okay. Uh, so the first one says, uh, for a security whose price is ten pesos or above, mm -hmm. the price change on a trading day shall not exceed plus or minus ten percent of the period day's closing price of the security. Okay. And then rule two says, uh, for a security whose price is ten Ghana cities and above, the price may only change with a minimum value of five hundred shares. Well, so now uh, if you have like a standard chartered bank, uh, mm -hmm. which is now about 16 CDs per share, mm -hmm. you, you can't come and trade uh, say 50 shares or 100 shares to change the price of the stock. Mm -hmm. You must trade above 500 shares to, to be able to uh, change the price of the stock then or else you don't have to go with the market price to, to sell. Rule three says that uh, for a security whose price is below 10 Ghana CDs, or, but greater than one CD, mm -hmm. the price may only change with a minimum volume of thousand shares. Okay. It has about six rules. Yeah. Then rule four says that for a security whose price is less than one Ghana CD, the price may only change with a minimum volume of two thousand shares. So in this case, it will be referring to a, a, a company like uh, MTN. Mm -hmm. So, so MTN, <clears throat> MTN with much capitalization you 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 can't come and trade 100 shares and then distort the market price or reduce the reduce the capitalization of the stock just because maybe you want some quick cash so there's also um the price on a trading day for a security whose price is below 10 per shall not exceed the previous day's closing price by a tick of one gonna peso. so all those uh any stocks if you like can only move during the day by one gonna peso okay i think that's, that's just about it yeah I, I think that this is an interesting topic for us to explore because um while you are on the optimistic side of these rules i'm on the pessimistic side and um, i think that <laughs> yeah because i feel like less regulation is what's going to less regulation and a lot of public education is what's going to grow the stock market so i think that we should make time and really explore these rules and their implications on the stock market but then pertaining to these rules right. can you tell us the ratio between institutional investors like data bank, Stanley and the rest, and normal average Joe day traders. The distribution. The no, the ratio between institutional traders like data bank and the rest. And just normal average. Like what's the percentage between people who are active in the market? Are normal average Joe traders more than more than uh, institutions well, like well, data bank and the rest? Well I, I, I can't tell you uh the specific uh, percentages, mm -hmm. but I can tell you that uh, well, there are a lot of re there are a lot of retail uh, sellers on the market. You, usually, the retails uh, um, is a is on the retail side that you see a lot trading, like at least in the in the in the small 
market values. Well, the institutional clients are also there. They, they buy on the market from time to time, but uh, usually they, they are the ones who buy and hold, buy and hold for a, a, a long time before, before they sell it. So usually it's the retail side that, uh, if you like, are the noise traders on the market. Oh, okay. okay. But if, if you take the the split between the local guys and the foreign guys, it's mm. on average, on average, I should say between the local guys are participate between 35% and uh, 40% on the market while the foreign guys are. So it, most of the time it's just the foreign participation because of the large volume they also buy, they, they tend to influence the market in terms of uh, participation. Oh, okay. Oh, so when you say foreign guys, you mean Ghanaians living abroad or foreign institutions? Yeah, so uh, so they also fall uh, within that. Ghanaians living outside also fall within that band. So Ghanaians living outside, funds outside offshore investors generally. So so on the local side, we have like pension funds, uh, asset management companies, uh, CISs, and et cetera, et cetera. And then the local, uh, the retail guys too. Okay, so I guess this is where we wrap it up. We should we should make time and talk about these new regulations because I think they're really interesting, and because we fall on different sides of the fence, it would be a really interesting discussion to have. Okay, right. It's it's it's, it's all data. So once we have the data, then we, we can study it to see its effects. Really. So thank you for coming on the podcast. I appreciate you coming here. I appreciate you for making time to come here and speak to me. Thanks for having me, Adams. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you too. What's up? It's been a long time coming, right? Yeah, it's been a very long time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the first thing on our itinerary is for you to introduce yourself. Tell us where you work, what exactly you do, and your name. Of right. Course. Right. So um, my name is Adam Nicholas Boku. Uh, currently working with Apakan Securities Limited. Uh, I'm, I'm a research analyst, a senior research analyst. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice. Well, um, so we discussed something in private and then I felt like it would be a disservice to people if they didn't get to hear what we discussed, which is right. the correlations between MTN and the Ghana Stock Exchange Composite Index. Right. Yeah. Um, so we're going to discuss that today, but that's the third item on our agenda. The first two are to double back a bit on the banking and liquidity crisis and its effect on the GSE. And then we segue into COVID-19 and its effect on the GSE. But I'd like us to try to determine if there was sort of a recovery period between the banking and liquidity crisis and, and COVID-19. And then we jump straight into my favorite topic, which is MTN and its correlation with the GSE Composite Index. Are you, is it okay? Yeah, yeah it's, that's, it works for me. Okay, okay. So let's start with the banking and liquidity crisis. Even though I don't like calling it a crisis, but, you know, for lack of a better word, let's start with the banking uh-huh. crisis um, and its effect on the GSE. So you were working with Data Bank by then, right? Yeah, I was. Okay. I was okay. Okay. So as an analyst, can you tell us a bit about the effects of this crisis, quote unquote, on the GSE? Right. In simple terms, uh, we can just say the banking crisis, as you called it, has had a serious impact on the stock market. In a layman's terms, you can say that you, you would know a lot of people lost uh, their livelihoods as a result of the collapse, the, the revocation of the licenses and the collapse of some of the banks. 
Uh, and so you could say that people had to survive, right? And in order to do that, you would have to say, because now you don't have employment, you'd have to say, uh, go back to depend on whatever you see. And in doing that, uh, you might just have to sell off some of your stocks, your stock holdings at whatever price the market can offer you. And then you are good to go from there. Now, it will be also good to state that the market, prior to the collapse of some of these banks, the market had been rallying. So in 2017, where the market had done about 52.7%, and then going into 2018, uh, where up to about May, the market has recorded a gain of about 35%, which made it the best performing stock market in the world at the time. And then from there, we've seen that the markets have just been going down, down, down from there. Um, well, it started with banking crisis, uh, where the license of UT Bank, uh, which was trading on the Ghana Stock Exchange at the time, was revoked. And then it spiraled from there. Uh, things went downhill from there. People had to survive. So it just, uh, they were just, um, if I can call it a mass sell-off on the retail side, uh, where people were just taking the prices that were being offered on the market, just selling, just to have something in their pockets to survive on. Mm, that's something I didn't think about. So you mentioned the 35% yield. Even though it's not on our itinerary, I want to probe that just a little bit so we can move on to, to other matters. I've seen, I think in 2015, I read somewhere that the Ghanaian Stock Exchange was somehow the third most profitable stock exchange in the world. Why do you think this phenomenon is, even though our market cap is one of the lowest in the world? Well, I mean, we can say the market that goes in around, there's a cycle for it. When I studied the data, I, I, I noticed that there's a cycle, there's a recovery cycle, so to say, almost every four years. Um, but then in recent times, we haven't seen that. Um, in 2016, the market had made a loss. Uh, 2017, it rebounded. 2018, we thought that it would get better from there when the market started rallying and then the associated problems just set in from there. And so the market had closed, had closed flat in 2018 with uh, actually was a loss of negative 0.29%. And then in 2018, we were expecting some recovery too, but there was this uh, problem of uh, foreign exchange. There was a sharp depreciation earlier early in the year, which also led to some sell-off. So, the markets also ended in the negative in, uh, in 2019, uh, negative 12.25%. So, which makes it in the in the space of the last five years or so, just one year of gains, which was which was in 2017. So, um, well, if you ask me, I would disagree if anyone said the Ghana Stock Exchange at this time is profitable at least. Oh, okay, okay. I was talking about 2015. I think I read somewhere a while ago that it was the most profitable. But anyway, let's, let's move on to other matters. Was there a recovery period between the banking and liquidity crisis, for lack of a better word again, and, and the hit of COVID-19? Even a two-month recovery period or one-month recovery period, was there any time where you thought? Well, mm -hmm. well if, you, if you look at it from uh, a month-on-month performance perspective, then we can say that uh, the market had recovered slightly in uh, December of 2019. So at the time, somewhere in November, early December, the market had touched down to about uh, a loss of negative 16%, right? And mm -hmm. somehow on the market, uh, there, there was a sharp rebound of, uh, so during the month, the market actually recovered about 5% to close the month with a loss of negative 12.5%. So uh, if you like, we, we, we can say that December of 2019, was a signal 
uh, before COVID-19 came in. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so let's move on straight to COVID-19. Okay, so Adam, um, let's, let's move on to COVID-19 and its effect on the GSE. So in January, we heard rumors of a certain COVID-19. And then in March, I think it was officially acknowledged. And then the government took steps to contain it. Between January and March, did the rumors of COVID-19 affect the Ghana Stock Exchange in any way? Before we move on to when it was officially acknowledged, between January and March, did it affect the stock market? Um, well, I, I, I wouldn't say, well, if you take it from January, uh, the, market, the market was still uh, just trading uh, normally and also in February. So if you take trading activity uh, compared to trading activity between January, uh, February and March uh, of this year to uh, the same period in 2019, you see there's about a 400% jump in uh, the volume, the volumes of shares traded. So when oh, you take wow. uh, Q1, 20, yeah. So when you take uh, Q1 of 2019, for instance, only about 19.4 million shares trading or traded on the on the stock market, the Ghanaian stock market during that period, compared with 99.5% uh, uh, between January and March this year. And uh, most of that chunk uh, was MTN anyway. But then again, if you break it down, you see that in January, out of that 99.5, um, uh, 99 million plus shares that traded on the stock market, about uh, 56 million shares were traded just in January, um, 29 million, in February and then 14 million in March. So you see, during that period where uh, the, the issue of COVID-19 started spreading, you see market activity actually declined um, from 56 million trading in January to only 14 million trading uh, in, in March. So you see that from there, from, it, from even from these figures, you see that uh, the instance of uh, COVID-19 has affected market activity. Also, when you look at it, uh, most of these stocks listed on on the on the stock market as it is now uh, pro their profitabilities will be very much affected due to due to this pandemic when you take the banking sector uh when you take on the face of the people will be coming for loans and mm -hmm. uh, most so most of some of the loans will be at risk because uh once COVID 19 uh after the, the issue of COVID 19 affects your business then you won't be able to make good on your loans which will mean that uh, npls will, will, will keep growing from there uh, which is not good uh, a good show for the banks at this, as it is when you go into the the omcs oil marketing companies also you you see that uh when the COVID 19 started hitting globally you you'd see that uh there was a collapse in oil prices up to uh it was down from maybe 60 barrels uh, 60 dollars per barrel down to about 28 dollars uh, per barrel which was more or less like a collapse right mm -hmm. and if that happens you say that, uh, well, on the cost side, the, the cost uh, would have reduced for these OMCs. But also on the demand side, uh, well, there's a lot less traffic in town. Uh, there's, there's the lockdown, so a lot of a lot of cars will be packed, which will mean that they, they wouldn't be going out uh, that much or be going out to buy fuel to be move, moving around, which will in turn affect the profitabilities of these OMCs. Um, Looking at it, the 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 only gainer I would say uh, uh, would be MTN because now people are working remotely, people are working from home, uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. There's now uh, a greater demand for data and voice services uh, mm -hmm. because people are working remotely and all that. Mm -hmm. But then on the face of it, most of most of these uh, 
companies listed on the market will be making losses. So that has also depressed uh, uh, sentiments more. So again, it, 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 it was going to trigger some, some sell-offs because once uh, on the trading side, once the company, I don't see the company making any gains uh, in the near future, then why, why should I hold it? Unless I'm, of course, looking at it at a very long term. And, and some people would also just want to cut their losses because looking into the future doesn't it doesn't look so good. Okay, okay. So if I got you right, while generally there, there was a lot of of um, selling offs, MTN was just moving up. If I got you right. Well, so that that's also another problem with uh, stock markets. Uh, the the market generally doesn't react to. Uh, Corporate, corporate market news generally, uh, corporate actions, uh, essentially anything that in a, in a more uh, efficient market should be able to drive prices up. The Ghana Stock Exchange has uh, more or less refused to, to move in that direction. So for instance, um, MTN would announce dividend, uh, a very good dividend for um, last year, uh, MTN made profit after tax of about 1 billion Ghana cities. And then the stock price still continue to tank, right? Mm -hmm. uh, MTA would announce dividend. The stock price will continue going down. So uh, that that's also another issue altogether for with the stock market that needs to be addressed. Uh, okay, that's also a topic for me. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm saying that activity wise, so prices were going down even though they should be going up, right? Because as it is, MTN would still be making a lot of uh, money from this pandemic because they'll be selling a lot of voice uh, and data services, making money from there. Yeah. But because but the, the price was still going down, uh, so a lot of people actually took advantage of that. Uh, so the, the the stock was greatly undervalued, so to speak. So why not just take advantage of it and buy cheap, and when it when it uh, recovers later later, you can just sell. So during the pandemic, even though the company was was making good money, mm -hmm. uh, the, the stock actually went down to fifty five pesos, and fifty five pesos is actually like it, the lowest it, it 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 has gone to since listing on the market uh, in twenty eighteen. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So we've we've already gotten into MTN and its and its weird effects on the stock market. Let's just jump into it. Um, to my favorite part of this of, of this podcast the bizarre correlation between MTN and the Ghana Stock Exchange Composite Index. Because from what we know about, theoretically, about stock markets, one stock shouldn't have that all that power. But then in Ghana, it seems that MTN has it all. But then again, we know that markets in the Caribbean and African markets violate most of the financial theories that we know about stock markets. So can you just give us a brief overview of MTN and um, what it's been doing to the market? And then we delve into the whys and hows, okay? Right. So uh, I, I would, to, to start with it, uh, the Ghana Stock Exchange at stands now uh, has a couple of, a couple of mining uh, companies, um, uh, oil exploration companies in there. Mm -hmm. So if you take those mining companies uh, together, they, they account for about fifty percent of the market cap on the Ghana Stock Exchange. Okay. Right now, now these mining companies hardly trade on the stock market. Okay. So, for example, within the last uh, two 
two years, uh, within the last two years, Anglo Gold Ashanti, for instance, has only traded about uh, two, three times. Uh, so those shares are very much closely held. Uh, or one might argue that it's because they are, in quotes, expensive. That's why there's not much activity. Mm-hmm. Now, in the case of MTN, so if you take those mining and exploration companies out, MTN mm-hmm. is the, uh, the next in line as the most capitalized uh, stock mm-hmm. on, the, on the stock market mm-hmm. as it is now. Um, now, MTN with over 12 billion shares is mm-hmm. also very, very liquid, mm-hmm. right? So it trades almost, if, if not every day, it trades uh, almost every day. Mm-hmm. Now, with that in mind, once the stock is very liquid and trades, every day it's prone to volatility right mm-hmm. so and with a capitalization now uh, latest capitalization of about 6.8 billion it went it went close to 9 billion when the, the stock was valued mm-hmm. uh, but now that the price has uh, come down a bit uh, it's currently 20 percent lower than it was at the beginning of the uh, beginning of the year of the year okay, okay. So, yeah, so, so now with MTN's weight, uh, which is about between uh, 20 and 25% uh, uh, weight on uh, 20% of the market, of the uh, Ghana Stock Exchange uh, capitalization, mm. we see that with, with a volatile uh, price like that, uh, a one pesos change in the price of MTN mm-hmm. can shift the return on the broad market uh, mm-hmm. in the same direction, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, to put my, my point uh, clearer, like I was saying, MTN uh, year to date return is currently negative twenty percent, right? Uh-huh. And if you take if if you take uh, the yet the return on the market uh, and you compare the return on the return on the market is about seventeen percent, a loss of seventeen percent, which is broadly in the same direction. Uh-huh. So yeah, with the with the weight MTN is carrying, which is almost seven billion in capitalization compared to uh, maybe fifty three billion across the broad market. Mm. Uh, you'd say that uh, well, the the, co- the company has uh, a lot of say when it comes to the, the the broad direction of the market. Okay. Okay. So um, let me double back on something you said, and then we go back to MTN because I have a question there. You mentioned the mining stock. Uh, I think you said Anglo Gold and some other one. Yeah. So the um, there's Anglo Gold Ashanti. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also Agro uh, Ashanti and the Pacific share. Uh, there's also Golden Star Resources. Okay. Uh, and also there's Talo Oil. Okay. Okay. So these three stocks, right? They, you said they are, they're very liquid. They are, they are actually very illiquid, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, they, they hardly trade. So you okay. can say they are not very liquid. Okay. So, uh, but my question is when they do trade, do they have the same effect on the market as MTN has? Because of the high well, yeah, yes, yes. Um, it should have the same effect. Uh, looking at the the capitalizations of the stocks in question, if you look at the capitalization of the stocks in question, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. it's Anglo is uh, about two times the capitalization of MTN right now on the market. Okay. So if they should move, even by a pesto, it should drag the market in some direction. Okay. Right? But uh, even when it traded, even when it traded back in 2018, mm-hmm. uh, it traded as at the same price, uh, so it, so there was no market movement whatsoever. Okay. okay. But yeah, but if it should trade, it should drag the markets in the same direction. Uh, of the price. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, okay. So that leads me to my next question because I wanted to ask what the causative variable, what causes that effect that MTN has on the market? Is it uh, capitalization? Is it volatility? Is it volume? But I think that from everything you said, can I say that it is capitalization? Well, yes. Uh, the Ghana Stock Exchange's composite index, it's a, it's a market cap weighted uh, index, right? Mm -hmm. So so once the, the, the market cap of a company is moving up, you should expect the index to also be moving in the same direction, all things being equal. Okay. Um, and the vice versa is also true. Okay, so that was my question. Okay, now another question is, have you ever had a stock have this much weight that MTN has in the Ghana Stock Exchange? Have you ever experienced from your years of being a data man some phenomenon like this? Well, uh, if you take out the mining stocks, uh, so uh, Anglo Gold Ashanti, uh, for instance, has our 15 billion CDs, uh, 15.4 billion CDs, uh, uh, market capitalization now. Mm -hmm. uh, if you take Talo Oil, it has about 16.4 billion Ghana CDs uh, market capitalization now. Mm -hmm. So uh, looking at it, MTN is number three uh, with mm -hmm. now with uh, 6.6.9 billion Ghana CDs uh, mm -hmm. uh, capitalization. Mm -hmm. Now, if you take all those out, then uh, you'll be left with stocks. Some stocks, some stocks in the in the banking sector. Uh, talking about uh, Standard Chartered Bank. Talking about mm -hmm. uh, Ecobank Transnational, uh, mm -hmm. talking about uh, Ecobank Ghana Limited, even, uh, and also, uh, well, we can say uh, Agricultural Development Bank. Okay. So th those are those are the stocks that have uh, capitalization above one billion Ghana cities. Okay. So I think that one of the main things that cycle here is that um, chain is able to have this effect because it is liquid, right? Yes, MTN is able to you no know, first. So first, MTN is able to have this uh, effect on the market because of its capitalization. Mm -hmm. Now, capitalization is dependent on uh, the number of shares you floated, mm -hmm. and also on your price. Uh, now, MTN has floated uh, 12, 12 points, uh, well, more than twelve billion shares, mm -hmm. right? So now, a, a one percent uh, move. There's a one percent change uh, in a one pesos upward movement in the price of MTN won't be the same as a, a one pesos pes movement in the in the share of say uh, Standard Chartered Bank because okay. uh, the the number of shares that you floated will also come in play at this point. So the more shares you floated, the, the more the more weights you have on the market cap. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so say, so if say MTN and uh, a standard chartered bank were the same price, mm -hmm. but had uh, different, um, had different outstanding shares, then a, a one plus one movement in both shares won't uh, uh, result in the same effect on the market, the market. because now uh, MTN would have more shares, so it means that one, a one plus one upward or downward movement would increase. Um, would increase the, the, the market capitalization more than it would increase uh, the market capitalization of standard chartered bank. Oh, okay, okay. So, so in some instances, you'd see that you'd see that uh, MTN has gone up one peso, uh, mm -hmm. but then uh, maybe some of the smaller stocks, uh, maybe a Republic Bank has gone down by 
five plus west uh, uh, maybe a, a fan milk has gone down by uh, maybe another five plus west but the market will still have gone up because um, the gains MCN had made uh, with regards to this one peso upward movement had, would have outweighed the losses of uh, uh, the stocks that I've, I've mentioned. Oh, okay. 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 So now let's get into a few hypotheticals. So let's say that hypothetically, if three, four, five stocks were to have the right amount of capitalization and the right amount of liquidity, would MTN still be that dominant? Or, well, or it, 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 is it just because most of the other stocks are dormant and MTN is, is very liquid? That is why it's having that effect. And that leads back to my question about MTN's liquidity. Right. So um, liquidity does not have uh, anything to do with uh, the market capitalization. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. The, the capitalization of a stock is purely based on the price of the stock and its outstanding uh, shares. Mm -hmm. So you multiply the price of the stock, mathematically, you multiply the price of the stock by the number of outstanding shares, yes. and then you get the capitalization of that stock. Mm -hmm. So hypothetically, um, if say MTN was, MTN was uh, say trading at one CD, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And a stand chart was trading at 10 CDs per share. Mm -hmm. And then both, both of them okay so mtn let's say mtn has about uh 100 million shares outstanding mm -hmm. and standard chartered bank has say 10 million shares outstanding so if mtn were to gain one tenacity in a day that would mean that the price had gone up uh, the capitalization would have gone up by one cd times 100 million shares yes. which will give you 100 million Ghana cities yeah. right yeah as opposed to Standard Chartered Bank, if Standard Chartered Bank moves up by the same one CD with just 10 million outstanding shares, the market capitalization of uh, the capitalization of Standard Chartered Bank would just have moved up by 10 million Ghana CDs. Yeah. So even though they, they both move up margin, the effects wouldn't be the same because of the outstanding shares. Mm -hmm. I don't even get it now. I get it, but I guess my question is putting the capitalization aside, the stock has to trade to be able right. to have that effect, right? Right. So, so, so yes, um, MTN is also uh, very liquid as it stands. So um, as, as it stands now to, it seems quite volatile. So on a norm, in a normal week, uh, at least the price of the stock should have changed, would have changed maybe two times during the week. Uh, so with that in mind, the Ghana Stock Exchange uh, I think it was last week that it came into effect. They have issued new guidelines to guide the movement of shares on the stock market. Uh, so there are some new rules that should guide uh, the movement of stocks oh, okay. uh, on the market, mm -hmm. yeah, depending on where your price is. Um, so if you if your stock is at some level, uh, mm -hmm. you, you, you can't change the price of the stock unless you trade a certain volume of it. So that is a, a policy to actually guide the uh, volatility of prices on the market. Okay. So uh, I think it's also to guide uh, against manipulating the market. Mm -hmm. So I, I quite remember somewhere last year, uh, Trust Bank, TBL, Trust Bank uh, Gambia, uh, it was trading at 12 pesos per share, right? Mm -hmm. 
in a period of one month, the price had moved from 12 pesos per share to about 40 pesos per share. Mm-hmm. Right? And it was just, the market movement was just on, say, 100 shares today, uh, 200 shares tomorrow, 1,000 shares the next day, 100 shares on the fourth day. And then it continued like that. I was moving the share price up one peso or two peso every day. So it hits 40, 40 pesos per share. Okay. So, and, and, and that was, and, and that was weird because, um, the market hasn't, hadn't released any, any information that should warrant, uh, such movements in the price. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so stuff like that have happened in the past. So I guess. And, and something like similar thing happened with Access Bank too. Uh, the stock was straight around two CDs, and within three weeks, they had gone to uh, almost almost five CDs. Okay. So, I think the new policy was to just prevent some, such things from happening in the future. But generally, isn't the problem that we generally as investors and as analysts have about the stock market yeah. um, is that it is not volatile, and we need it to be very volatile. What do you personally think about? these new caps of volatility? Well, personally, I, I think it would actually be helpful that these, so as it is, on the retail side, you won't be able to affect the, the price of the stock much if, if you are not trading in large volumes, right? So you can't come and MTN has a capitalization of, uh, say, 6 billion, and then you come and trade 100 shares at your, let's say it's currently at, it's currently at 56 now so let's say you want you want your money quickly so you come and trade 100 shares which is just worth uh what five cities and then you drag the price from 56 pesos to say 54 pesos mm-hmm. just with 100 shares it, it doesn't make sense so well I, I think the new rule should would would actually be helpful in providing the volatility on the market and also protecting the protecting value for other investors this is actually the first time I'm hearing about the new rule, but just off the top of my head, one thing that stands out to me is that it is going to sort of shorthand retail investors. Is it the right assertion? Because well, shorthand shorthand is a very strong word. Because but uh, you also don't you also don't want the the market being exploited for someone's uh, gain. So. Uh, well, just just to quickly run you through the rules. Okay. Uh, so the first one says, uh, for a security whose price is ten pesos or above, mm-hmm. the price change on a trading day shall not exceed plus or minus ten percent of the previous day's closing price of the security. Okay. And then rule two says, uh, for a security whose price is ten Ghana cities and above, the price may only change with a minimum value of five hundred shares. Well, so now, uh, if you have like a standard chartered bank, uh, mm-hmm. which is now about sixteen CDs per share, mm-hmm. you you can't come and trade, uh, say fifty shares or hundred shares to change the price of the stock. Mm-hmm. You must trade above five hundred shares to to be able to uh, change the price of the stock. Then, or else you have to go with the market price to, to sell. Rule three says that uh, for a security whose price is below ten Ghana CDs. Or, but greater than one CD, mm-hmm. the price may only change with a minimum volume of thousand shares. Okay. It has about six rules. Yeah. Then rule four says that for a security whose price is less than one Ghana CD, the price may only change with a minimum volume of two thousand shares. So in this case, it will be referring to a, a, a company like uh, MTN. Mm-hmm. So, so MTN, 
MTN with so much capitalization, you 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 can't come and trade a hundred shares and then distort the market price or reduce the reduce the capitalization of the stock just because maybe you, you want some quick cash. So there's also um, the price on a trading day for a security whose price is below 10 pesos shall not exceed the previous day's closing price by a tick of one Ghana peso. So all those yeah. uh, any stocks, if you like, can only move during the day by one Ghana peso. Okay. I, I think that's, that's just about it. Yeah, I, I think that is an interesting topic for us to explore because um, while you are on the optimistic side of these rules, I'm on the pessimistic side. Um, I think that, that <laughs> yeah, because I feel like less regulation is what's going to less regulation and a lot of public education is what's going to grow the stock market. So I think that we should make time and really explore these rules and their implications on the stock markets. But then pertaining to these rules, right. can you tell us the ratio between institutional investors like data bank, Stanley and the rest and normal average Joe day traders? The distribution. The, no, the ratio between institutional traders like data bank and the rest and just normal average, like what's the percentage between people who are active in the market? Are normal average Joe traders more than, more than uh, institutions so, like well, data bank and the rest? Well, I, I, I can't tell you uh, the specific uh, percentages, mm -hmm. but I can tell you that, uh, well, there are a lot of re there are a lot of retail uh, sellers on the market. Usually, the retails uh, um, is a, it's on the retail side that you see a lot trading, like at least in the in the in the small values. Well, the institutional clients are also there. They they buy on the markets from time to time, but uh, usually they they are the ones who buy and hold buy and hold for a, a long time before before they sell off. So. Usually, it's the retail side that, uh, if you like, are the noise traders on the market. Oh, okay. okay. Right. If, if you take the the split between the local guys and the foreign guys, it's mm. on average. On average, I should say between the local guys uh, participate between thirty five percent and forty uh, percent on the market, while the foreign guys are. So most of the time, it's just the foreign participation because of the large volumes they also buy. They, they tend to influence the market in terms of uh, participation. Oh, okay. oh, so when you say foreign guys, you mean Ghanaians living abroad or foreign institutions? Yeah. So, uh, so they also fall uh, within that. Ghanaians living outside also fall within that band. So Ghanaians living outside, funds outside offshore investors generally. So, so on the local side, we have like pension funds. Uh, Asset management companies, uh, CISs, and et cetera, et cetera. And then the local, uh, the retail guys too. Okay. So I guess this is where we wrap it up. We should, we should make time and talk about these new regulations because I think they're really interesting. And because we fall on different sides of the fence, it would be a really interesting discussion to have. Okay. Right. It's, 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 it's all data. So once we have the data, then we, we can study it to see its effect really. So thank you for coming on the podcast. I appreciate you coming here. I appreciate you for making time to come here and speak to me. Thanks for having me.